another spook, another Tober. Yep. We're halfway. Halfway there. there. Living on a prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, straight up. We got three more, four more episodes after this. Wow. It always goes faster than I think it's going to. It's the adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sheer terror that we won't make it. We're the final girls. Yeah. And by we, I do mean that's Haley. I'm Hi. Caitlin. Hi. Hi. This is Crime Culture. Yes. Hi. And before we get into the episode, I do want to do a quick, like, uh, PSA update. Oh? So, yes. I didn't tell you about this before, because I wanted to tell you on mic. Oh? Uh, I will preface by saying that everyone's fine. All right. Good. Because that's really, <laughs> like, I sat back. Everyone's fine. Do I need to uh, grab a cat? No. Uh, you might want to. Um, but... Uh, I, Ellie and I just got back from our trip. You did. Uh, last weekend. It was Happy great. Happy anniversary. It was great. Thanks. Um, and, oh, scaling back a little bit. So our cat, Bean, is not an outdoor cat. He has never no. been outdoors. He, we live yeah. on a busy road. He does not belong It would be outdoors. terrible. He's yeah. a prince. Uh, he's an inside boy. But he likes sitting at the window and, like, seeing the birds and, like, seeing the cars pass by or whatever. No. So we, we come back from our trip. We no. pull up in front of... Shush. I'll get to it. We pull up in front like of our, our apartment building and we live on the, the apartment that you could see like from the street. So I've we live it. on the second floor. You, so you do. we pull up in front of the building. I look up and our window is halfway open, which is fine. Like it lets the breeze through. That's, that's what they do. That's fine. And my mom had been back and forth to our apartment multiple times to like take care of being whatever. Um, so we pull up in front and the window is open, but the screen is busted busted how busted like there was a hole like flap in the screen like it had broken so i immediately we pull up to the apartment i look up i immediately freak out and i'm like about to cry and like car doesn't even like fully stop before i jump out of the car and be like i have to get upstairs to make sure bean is still in there because my fear is that he smacked the window for a bird mm -hmm. and fell out the window yep, yep. so i'm looking Jonathan in the bushes below yeah they warned. Yeah. Well, I was looking. I was looking in the the bushes below. Um, finally, Elliot had the keys, so I'm like, "Come on!" Yeah. Uh, he unlocks the door. We get upstairs, and Beans at the top of the stairs screaming for us. So I'm like, <sighs> "Oh my god!" Like my heart literally stopped. He did this and, on purpose. Yeah. So this is something he did that this happened to us all. This is something that happened to Jonathan Van Ness. This is it something is. that happened to um, a friend that I was just at a bachelorette party, and she was talking about her cat got out because the the screen busted and he was gone for three months oh three months i would have yeah. thrown up every day yeah so just a psa because i'm gonna be a lot more aware of it now so my building has very old screens so my my at least like my dad is very handy he was able to mm -hmm. rescreen our screen um gave you the jimbo special yeah it's very it's it's better now but still uh, like i only want the windows open and him sitting in the window when i am there and yes. like paying attention yes because i cannot have anything like this happen again so yes. if you have a cat that likes to sit by a window um and you have not ever changed your screens i would definitely look into it and also maybe just like be a little more aware than I, than we were yes about 
uh, that because that really, really think, terrified me. You don't think it'll yes. happen to you? Yes, it very, very terrified like, me. And um, I do not want that to happen. And now I'm paranoid about it. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Yes. Yes, it was. But the tri- the trip was great, and then coming home, and then seeing that immediately was like, oh god. He made you regret <sighs> it. Back home, yeah. He made he, he was like he made us pay for it. Yeah, he was like, I will show you what happens yeah. if you leave me. Oh yeah. my god, that's yeah. I think but that's he's totally best that fine. Didn't... <sighs> he didn't get outside. And another thing I didn't think of until like later that night, I was like, nothing got in either. Like I didn't <gasps> like a bird could have gotten in. Like I didn't think about this. I know a yeah. raccoon. Those things are shifty. Motherfuckers. Well, we're on this. We're on the second floor, and there's they no way for anything to like, get out. across. Mm-mm-mm. I but, told you yeah. about the time that the raccoon broke into our catio. It literally came down from the the roof, Mission Impossible style, and pushed the screen in. And the next thing I know, Marcy is getting into a fight, and Felix is at my feet. So who is she fighting? And it's the fucking raccoon that she's going Durr. like. Yeah. It's don't fucking cats, man. I was about to say like own a cat, but don't. Yeah. Only do it if you have if you the need, strength. If you, if you want a good heart attack at least like once a month. Yeah. Get yourself a cat. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Yeah. I'm done with that. So what are we talking about this week? Speaking of heart attacks, <gasps> we're talking about Ouija boards today. Ooh. Um. Other things. Other spooky things. Um, yeah. But we're just we're we're getting what did i say to you yesterday that was really funny even though you didn't think so oh um a quote from brave if you had the chance to change your fate ouija 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 it took me a while to get it and then when i got it it wasn't it didn't make it worth it (laughs) you you your face did not change at all like your reaction was not better um but yeah so that's what we're talking about (laughs) And hopefully Exciting. you will react better in the future. Um, yep. Tell so, me about it. I'm telling you about it. I'm getting a girl. Let me. Um, so. A Ouija board. So the Library of Congress says that it's a type of talking board is what it falls under the classification of. Mm-hmm. Um, and a talking board is just a board printed with letters and numbers that uses a sliding pointer to spell out messages um, and these boards were popularized in the 1800s, um, but the Ouija board was the first manufactured talking board in the United States. Okay. So it is over 130 years old. Like, it's been around for 130 years plus. That's what that means. Um, but it's basically always been what is sold in board game aisles today like it hasn't really changed in terms of its design um it's a flat board it's got the letters of the alphabet arranged in two semicircles above numbers one through nine or zero through nine excuse me the words yes and no are in the top left and right corners goodbye is at the bottom and then there's a what's called a planchette uh mm-hmm. which is just a teardrop shaped little yeah thingy i'm making the teardrop shape for Haley with my hands because i am nothing if not a um show show woman uh but show person thank you michael for for correcting me um do i need to see this now michael's trying to show me a video of our uh no i was telling you that i was opening the garage oh okay sorry it's okay i love you thanks for stopping by Bye, michael bye michael <laughs> 
I was I don't I don't know if I should cut that out. I no, I'll leave it in. Let's Fuck keep it. it in. Let's keep it in. So we had our first Ouija board visit just now. The ghost of my partner hasn't been seen in over 40 years. Several episodes ago. Several episodes ago. Oh, that's true. That's true. They both were on, Elliot mm-hmm. and Michael. Um, so there's the plant chat. It's got a little like a uh, window. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you move it from letter to letter and it spells out the answers seemingly of its own accord. Well, like the, board the spirits moves do it, it from letter yes, to letter. The, the you, spirits, yes. the ghosts, um, the, the, the other realm, they, whoever it is moves it. Um, so really it's just, it's the same exact design. The only main difference is really the materials because it, when it was first made, it was made, it was wood. Now the mm-hmm. board is plastic or the board is cardboard and the planchette is plastic. Um, well, I told you um, when Elliot and I were on our trip, we mm-hmm. stopped by, we were in Salem, mm-hmm. and we stopped by the Salem Witchboard Museum, you which did? is the world's only Ouija board museum. Mm-hmm. And in it, they have, like, across all of the walls, they have a bunch of uh, Ouija boards from all over the place, like different um, ones. Uh, like pop culture ones they had a weed one they had a they weed had one, g board a weed g board they had one that was in braille that i thought was really interesting that's awesome um yeah they had them all over the place and yeah they're uh plastic they're cardboard they're wood um out of all these different types of materials there's a barbie one Ooh. um yeah there's there's crazy amounts of of stuff in there it was now really, really i say cool. this enthusiastically but i will say at the top of this i don't fuck with ouija boards okay my mother got me a ouija board as a the tooth fairy apparently had no money to give so i got a ouija board instead and to this day i'm like were you trying to get rid of me mm. like what what were your intentions with this so i fucked around with a ouija board and by the grace of whoever the fuck bad things did not happen to me all right but well bad things did happen to me but i don't think a ghost is responsible um or a demon but my point is i don't fuck with these however i love accessibility i love most things barbie i just i will not be touching those with a 10-foot pole and that is Mm -hmm. just that is some people are like that i am one of them um basically Though, the way it works, for those who don't know, is two or more people sit around the board, they put their fingertip tips on the planchette, and they ask a question, and watch as, while they're still touching the planchette, they're not pushing it, allegedly, but they're touching it. They yeah, just you watch just rest your fingers on it. moves from letter to letter, or yes, or no, and so on, yeah. and it spells out the answer seemingly on its own. Basically, the Smithsonian Magazine reports that this all comes from spiritualism, which is a belief that the dead can communicate with the living. Um, It sprouted in the 1840s in the aftermath of the Civil War. Uh, So many, you know, like husbands and fathers and sons being lost in such brutal, bloody Mm -hmm. battles. I think it makes sense. Um, So... It was once described, like the Ouija board was once described 
as, quote, without doubt, the most interesting, remarkable, and mysterious production of the 19th century. And its own story is equally interesting, remarkable, and mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, since the Ouija board's inception, newspapers reported on its use as a way to communicate with the dead, predict catastrophes, cause catastrophes, solve mysteries, commit crimes, solve crimes, just the whole Megillah. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. Tell me about it. Yes, ma'am. So the real history of the Ouija board for a long time was just about as mysterious as how it worked. Um, in February 1891, people started seeing the first few advertisements for it in newspapers. Um, one Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop said, quote, Ouija, the wonderful talking board, mm-hmm. um, and described a magical device that answered questions, quote, about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy, end quote, and gave promises of, quote, never failing amusement and rec- and recreation for all the classes, end quote. And just heard a child scream. Um, just heard a link, or, or it was a link, quote, between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial, end quote. So very Rod Serling. Yes, very lofty claims. Yes. Um, another advertisement in a New York newspaper declared it, quote, interesting and mysterious, end quote, and testified, quote, as proven at patent office before it was allowed, price, $1.50. Wow. In 1891. In 1891, it was $1.50. All right. And yes, I am going to look up what that would be today because it didn't occur to me until just now. Like, $1.50 in 1891? And you could very, I don't mean, I, they probably weren't thinking like this in 1891, but you could very easily, like, make your own, you, to be completely well, honest. Well, well, that's the thing. Uh, we'll get into that, though. But it would be... $50.73 today. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You gotta, listen, you wanna talk to ghosts, you gotta pay. Um, however. Not anymore. I mean, yes and no. I mean, sometimes you get it for free, but those are not the ones that you want. So, I don't know. Do Talk responsibly. I don't know. So, it ju- it's... All of that, all of that stranger danger they taught you about the internet. It also goes for the paranormal. Like, just, just okay. don't talk to strangers. It might be a three hundred year old man trying to get your ass on the other line. So usually is, usually is, usually is. It's never Cindy. It's fucking Carl, and he's weird. So Robert Murch, he is the world's foremost talking board historian. He has been researching the story of the Ouija board since nineteen ninety two. Since me. Since you. As me. Yeah. As long as you. Yes. And he has uncovered a lot of the, like, the stuff that you have told me, for example, about um, the Ouija board and all of that. A lot of that stuff that is in the museum, is mentioned in the museum. Yeah. He's the one who has uncovered it. Like, he's, he's literally the chairman of the board for the Talking Board Historical Society. Yeah. The um, yeah, I would again highly recommend the Ouija board museum. 
the Salem, it's actually called Salem Witchboard Museum. It's on mm-hmm. uh, the main drag of Salem, Essex Street. It's really, really interesting. Uh, the guy there, John Kozik. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes. Mm-hmm. John Kozik, he was the guy, he was standing there, he was telling everyone uh, about the history. I find it much more interesting when I can uh, kind of be in a place and look around and not have to read each individual thing. I like someone to tell it to me. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what we're doing, but um, that's what we're doing. <laughs> it, it was, he's so knowledgeable and so friendly and had so much knowledge on the, the history and, and all the different types of boards and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want a real good time, he is a part I of do. the, um, he's one of the founding members of the talking board historical society. Oh, so then him and Robert Murch, they go way back. Probably, yeah. Like, most likely, I I would argue yes. Um, There's a website for the Talking Board Historical Society. There is. Um, But so, Merch was interviewed by Smithsonian Magazine, and he told them that when he started his research, no one really knew about the origins of the Ouija board. Um, It it just was weird to him that we have this this thing that's been around for at that at the time that he learned about it in 1986 it had been around for literally 100 years Mm -hmm. and he had no idea nobody knew yeah so he said quote for such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in american culture how can no one know where it came from and yeah and like yeah spooky not into that but it's okay because Robert Murch busts this fucking myth wide the fuck open. So the board that became known as Ouija was born in Chestertown, Maryland in 1886. Um, Basically to go back a little further from that, there's this businessman named Charles Kennard and he was this entrepreneur type guy. He always was trying to make a buck, but he was not the best businessman and definitely not the most honest person Mm -hmm. so after he initially gained success from selling a quote-unquote secret bone mix recipe for fertilizer uh which to be fair everybody in the fertilizer game was apparently doing this at the time though that doesn't make it any more or less great that you're like you know causing a little scam but his fertilizer plant in chestertown had to be put up for auction because of a variety of not so great factors um overloaded competition drought debt just Mm -hmm. they all kind of worked together and ruined his business so at that point we're we're in the late 1880s and this at this so the spiritualist movement is well underway uh talking boards have swept the nation even former first lady mary todd lincoln conducted seances in the white house after their son willie died when he was 11 years old from a fever in 1862 everyone Mm. was using the everybody was very into spiritualism so in meanwhile kennard has an office in a chestertown hotel in the business district and in the office next door is prussian immigrant ec reich r-e-i-c-h-e um and he is a furniture maker turned coffin maker turned undertaker which sounds like a lot but apparently that wasn't like an abnormal it's career like progression linear, <laughs> linear path yeah well and and the fact that he switched industries so often 
apparently was not weird and it was very okay. normal for the time and also even if it was like everyone's journey it's not linear um so however as a little pet project he had started making his own talking boards in 1886 and as it turns out these prototypes would become the famous ouija board mm. so it was invented by ec reich r-e-i-c-h-e so Kennard and Reich decided to team up, but ultimately it's believed that Kennard, Kennard committed the original Zuck fuckover in which he started looking for investors, at which point he began taking sole credit for the idea and basically ousted Reich from his own invention. Bitch. Yeah. Fucking. Fucking him over. I'm so mad about it. And, and people didn't know this. People didn't know this. So basically, Merch told the Baltimore Magazine, quote, Reich, the biggest coffin maker in town, is making these on the side, but it's Kennard. When he leaves Chestertown for Baltimore in 1890, where he continues in the fertilizer game and starts a real estate business, who begins pitching what he says is his talking board invention to potential investors, end quote. Mm -hmm. So after cutting out the original man... Uh, Kennard faces a ton of rejections. Nobody wants in on this deal, except for a local patent attorney named Elijah Bond, who finally takes an interest. And on October 30th, 1890, the Kennard Novelty Company was incorporated and began manufacturing Ouija boards. But they needed a marketable name for their talking boards. Mm -hmm. Now, the common belief is that Ouija is a combination of the French word for yes, oui, and the German mm -hmm. word for yes, ja. Okay, that, that is not sense. true. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds False. like it makes sense. Like if you just makes, like said that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you are like that one girl that would Google everything I said at that Christmas party several years ago, yes, I remember your ass. And yes, I was not kidding about the monkey that ripped that lady's face off in my grandma's town. Um, you would easily look this up and see that it is not correct uh, now. But for a long time, this is what we thought it was. Mm -hmm. Basically, Bond claimed to Kennard, well, oh, my sister-in-law is a spiritualist. She lives in Baltimore. And she was, as Bond said, a quote unquote strong medium. Mm -hmm. So he was like, maybe she can help us. And that sister-in-law, Haley? Mm-hmm. Helen Peters Noseworthy, who Haley told gasp, me about. Like I, yeah, I gasped like I didn't already tell yeah. you about her. Haley told me about her, but I didn't understand that was who you were talking about because Haley was like, oh, Helen Noseworthy, Helen Noseworthy. We'll get into it. Helen Noseworthy at the time was Helen Peters. So in all of the research that I found about her, which wasn't a lot, but still some, it was it. Helen Peters. And that okay. is why... So she will be Helen Peters until she is Helen Noseworthy, because we'll get into that. Got it. So basically, Bond had married Helen's sister, Mary Peters, and that's how they knew each other. So one night in 1890, they held a seance, and Helen repeatedly asked the board what its name was. And finally, it answered O-U-I-J-A. Mm -hmm. So then they were like, what does this mean? And the board answered... G O 
O D L U C K. And for those who have not watched our Sesame Street, that spells good luck. Yeah, and that's why a lot of Ouija boards say on the bottom, good luck. Mm-hmm. 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 So when they get this, like obviously this is eerie and cryptic. Yeah. However, Peter's acknowledged that Helen acknowledged that she was wearing a locket at the time that had the picture of famous English novelist and popular women's rights activist, Ouida. O-U-I-D-A, whom Helen admired, and whose signature seemed to spell out O-U-I-J-A above her head. Interesting. Yes. So it's believed that Ouija, Ouija was just a misreading of that signature, though we don't know if that's by the people who were in the room working the planchette or if it mm-hmm. was by the board itself. All we know is it was a misspelling. Yes. Yeah. So Helen doesn't just get credit for naming the board, however. Um, she also was the one who was able to get the board patented it's she had to they had to prove that it was a legitimate thing and they could not do it without her Mm -hmm. um the local patent office refused to patent the ouija board so helen and bond traveled to washington dc and there they were also told no you can't put out put together a patent until the, the chief patent officer demanded that they give him a demonstration. And he said that if the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to both Bond and Helen, mm-hmm. that he would allow the patent application to proceed. And he didn't have a name tag. He didn't have like a plaque with his name on it on his door or on his desk. Not that I know of. All right. So they all sat down. They chit chatted with the spirits and the planchette faithfully spelled out the patent officer's name. All right. Now, this could have been the mystical spirits. This could have been that Bond was, again, a literal patent attorney. So he probably knew the chief patent officer's name, maybe. Maybe. Um, But either way, on February 10th, 1891, a white-faced and visibly shaken patent officer awarded a patent to the goddamn Ouija board. All right, then. And we're off to the races. So Helen went on to become a stockholder in the Kennard Novelty Company, but... Sometime in the years after this patent was granted, her family's collection of Confederate buttons went missing, which I would personally argue is for the best, maybe even a blessing. But they were really upset about it. So they asked the Ouija board who had stolen them and the board implicated one of the family members. Uh Oh, and Helen got very upset by this, refused to believe it and disavowed the the claim and the board itself she spent the rest of her life telling her family that the board quote unquote told lies why can't you just check to make sure this person didn't steal it first like that's crazy i don't know but she was like the board is lying and just one year after it was produced and patented helen married a shakespearean actor turned traveling salesman named ernest noseworthy and they relocated to denver colorado and nobody really saw hide or hair of her nobody remembered that she had anything to do with this board Uh 
uh, she died in 1940 at nearly 90 years old as Helen Peters Noseworthy. Yeah. And no one fucking knew. Little was known about her life, her contributions to this. Just she, like Reich, largely faded into obscurity until the Talking Board Historical Society discovered correspondence between Kennard and Bond published in the Baltimore Sun that revealed Helen Peters Noseworthy's crucial part in the Ouija board's foundation. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have it without her. Yeah. And that's why nobody talks about this because it wasn't something that, so part of the blame does go on Kennard <clears throat> and his, his business partner. Um, yeah. But bond, but we'll get into that because it's not just on them because they don't even they weren't for a long time even getting credit for the board granted reich has never gotten really credit until very recently but they for a very long time got no association with this either okay the, so while helen's going off to denver the ouija board became quite popular um the patent offered no explanation as to how the board worked it just was like it just does and okay great we 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 saw how the patent officer reacted so like yeah that makes sense that he's like look i don't want to talk about it just it works it works okay yeah. just just don't ask me about this but that ambiguity and mystery was part of more or less a a conscious marketing effort because merch noted to smithsonian magazine quote these were very shrewd businessmen end quote so the less bond and kennard and just the entire kennard company patent company or the kennard um novelty company said about the board and how it worked the more mysterious it seemed the more that people were able to kind of just conjure up ideas in their heads and that leads them to the board yeah, and the curiosity it more, of it yeah yeah so it's more attractive and then more people want to buy it so merch said quote ultimately it was a moneymaker they didn't care why people thought it worked end quote and let me tell you, it was a moneymaker. Mm -hmm. Contacting spirits at the time, fun fact, was seen as a wholesome activity. Yeah. Um, yeah, it offered comfort in a time where there was just so much death. Lifespans were so short. People were still losing children left and right. Um, and it was also weirdly compatible with Christian dogma. Meaning it was okay to hold a seance on a Saturday and then go to church bright and early on Sunday morning and have no guilt, no shame, no fear of going to hell. Crazy. That I know. I As a Catholic, I was yeah. shocked. You had me at no guilt. So Merch told Baltimore Magazine, quote, it's always been a board game, a parlor game. But it has always been more than a board game for some people, too. In the 19th century, people had a much different relationship to death than we do today. It was much closer to their everyday experience. Now, we do everything we can in hopes of avoiding aging, let alone engage in any real thoughts of death. Mm. But in the 1800s, people only lived to be 50 years old. Mothers would have 12 children and six of them would die. Their parlor rooms were also their funeral rooms. End quote. Mm. So by the early 1890s, Kennard, or Kennard Novelty Company, I don't know why I keep trying to call it the Kennard Patent Company, but Kennard <laughs> Novelty Company later turned something else, we'll get into that, was selling about 2,000 Ouija boards a week. Wow. And again, 
that's a dollar fifty a board. That is about fifty dollars a board today. Two thousand yeah. a week. Yeah. That's like a thousand dollars a week. Something like that. No, it's not. I can't do math. Maybe it is. We'll see. Um, so please nobody correct me on this. Just pretend I said nothing. Um, We're a true crime podcast, <laughs> not a math podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um so soon after the Kennard Novelty Company went into business. A, they hired a man named William Fold, who was also a stockholder in the company. Um, and he started working there as a varnisher and then later as a foreman. And here's where things get spooky. And I'm starting to think that as I'm speaking this and writing, I mean, and looking at my notes, I wonder if this is part of the reason why I got so spooked by our next episode. Okay. Which has spooked me very much, and you all will see in two days. So, Bond and Kennard had this mysterious falling out. Nobody really knows what happened. All we know is that you don't mix money and friendship. Yeah. And that was true for the two of them. Then, Kennard was mysteriously and unceremoniously ousted from his own company in 1892. Okay. The company was founded in 1890. So by 1892, the two co-founders of this Ouija board making company are out of the picture. Yeah. Fold, William Fold, bought the rights to the game, basically because Kennard was on the patent, got a new patent made with his name on it, which is why people think that William Fold was the creator and founder of the Ouija board. It was not. Um, but it wasn't Kennard or Bond either. It was Reich, mm-hmm. E.C. Reich. Yeah. So Fold bought the rights to the game. He gets control of the Ouija business. He changes the name of the company from Kennard Novelty Company to the Ouija Novelty Company. Okay. And he goes into business together with his brother, Isaac Fold. They start the name. They start. A company called Isaac Fold and Brother in 1898. And through that company, they leased the name Ouija from the Ouija Novelty Company. So they're making, they went on to make millions manufacturing this board in Baltimore and elsewhere. Wow. But again, they start doing this in 1898 is when they go into business together. Mm -hmm. By 1901, William had changed the name of their company to the William Fold Manufacturing Company after cutting Isaac out of the company completely. Oh, shit. Yeah. His fucking brother. So we've got lots of rifts and schisms here. Yeah. So then Isaac's license was to to keep making the game. It was revoked by Ouija Novelty, and then he was blocked by a judge when he tried to keep doing it anyway. And what resulted was a 19-year court battle, which, yes, which ended in them declaring that only William could manufacture these boards and that Isaac was, to add insult to injury, was ordered to pay the court costs. Ooh. Yeah. So their legal battle became so drawn out and bitter that the two sides of the family did not speak for 96 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, The family even had a like family, like a fold family, like grave 
tomb yeah. site thing and everything. Isaac even had his baby daughter Evelyn exhumed and relocated <gasps> when the cemetery was being renovated. Holy yeah. shit, that's a big yeah. rift. Yeah. So uh we've got two now. We've got two major rifts, not even including the rift between E.C. Reich and Charles Kennard. So all of this shit is going down. William Fold is making millions. Meanwhile, with the turn of the century and World War II and the Jazz Age and Prohibition and the Great Depression, and we've got some ups and we've got some downs. We've got some ups and we've got some downs. Yeah. The Ouija board's popularity surged <clears throat> once more in the 1910s and 20s. And the mm-hmm. Fold Company opened new factories to meet demand for these boards. For example, over the course of five months in 1944... A single New York department store sold 50,000 Ouija boards. Wow. Yes. One department store. Yeah. Yeah. So in the board's wake, though, came plenty of stories. Mm -hmm. In 1920, National Wire Services reported that would-be crime solvers, basically us, but in the 20s. um, No, we weren't that. We're not this out-of-pocket But they were turning to their Ouija boards for clues in the mysterious murder of a New York City gambler named Joseph Burton Elwell, which was causing a lot of frustration to the police. So, like, yeah, you go. Um, Mm -hmm. But in 1921, the New York Times reported that a Chicago woman was sent to a psychiatric hospital after trying to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania. Ouija spirits had just told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. Okay. All right. Then in 1930, Clothilde Marchand, I think is how you pronounce her name. I know. C-L-O-T-H-I-L-D-E. Marchand. Um, She was killed by Lila Jimerson, another name, Mm. uh, who was having an affair with Marchand's husband. Ooh. Jimerson used a Ouija board to convince an associate, Nancy Bowen, that Marchand was a quote-unquote witch who had caused Bowen's husband's death. So Jimerson and Bowen later pled guilty to manslaughter. Oh, jeez. Yep. Then in 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant in New Jersey told the New York Times that he joined the army because a Ouija board told him to. Okay. Just gonna let that... Marinate. Uh-huh. Then in 1958, a Connecticut court decided not to honor the quote unquote Ouija board will of a woman named Mrs. Helen Dow Peck, who had left $1,000 to two former uh, servants mm-hmm. and an insane $152,000 to Mr. John Gale Forbes, a lucky but bodiless spirit who had contacted her via the Ouija board. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. But here is the creepiest story of all. Oh, no. So in 1919, Fold told the Baltimore Sun that the Ouija board had told him to build these factories to make more Ouija boards. Um, In some some of my research, it told him like it said that the board warned him not to build factories. Mm. But. Then others were like, no, no, no. It told him to build factories. So anything where like Robert Murch was quoted, I was like, I'm going with this. Um, So it claimed the board. He claimed that the board told him, quote, prepare for big business. Okay. 
And that's it. That's all the board told him. A board of few words. A board of few words. But while overseeing the installation of a flag at this factory, which was on Hartford Avenue in Baltimore, for those who know who want to go see it, because it's still standing to this day, Ooh, okay. um, it's, it's been converted into a senior living apartment complex. Um, on February 24th, 1927, a freak accident occurred in which an iron railing gave way and fold fell off the roof oh, shit. of this factory that was supposed to be another factory to manufacture ouija boards okay so robert murch told baltimore magazine quote on his deathbed the coroner's report said a broken rib pierced his heart <gasps> uh-huh oh god he made his children promise to never sell the ouija out the family end quote okay and fold's family did not sell at least not right away all right Four decades after Fold died, they did indeed sell the game to Parker Brothers, which ultimately, well, not even ultimately, promptly, quickly, moved Ouija to its base of operations in Salem, Massachusetts. Ooh. And that is why you have that Ouija museum. And I yeah. did a great job of saying nothing. <laughs> Perfect. I've been sitting on this one. So, yeah. In 1967, the first year that it was headquartered in Salem, Ouija sold 2 million boards. Wow. I know. More than Monopoly. It outsold fucking Monopoly. Yeah, because Monopoly is a bullshit game. Monopoly, Can we all just say it? Monopoly isn't just a bullshit game. Monopoly, Monopoly is an excuse to cheat. People loved to cheat at monopoly did you experience this no because i never played a game long enough because it's fucking lasted forever. yeah because people rage quit because people cheat yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's fucking it's fucking insane it's so that's just the history of the ouija board yeah we're now we'll get into a little bit of pop culture ouija boards in pop culture sound good Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the uh, Witchboard Museum, they had a whole um, little display of a bunch of movies that were Ouija <gasps> movies. Cute. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty Except, cool. Like I don't fuck with that, but like cute. Um, like I would never. I'm. I'm. There was some really too... like. There was some wild card ones. There was one that had to do with a shark, and I'm like, how? Oh. Yeah. Well, apparently, like there was an original. There, so I know of the Uninvited, the Nicole Kidman movie, I think it is, but apparently there was a 1944, the Uninvited, and that featured the Ouija board. Um, oh, I didn't really let me tell you, here. there is a movie called Ouija Shark. It came out in 2020. It is a 1.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it has a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 47% on Google, and you can watch it for free on Tubi, the Roku channel voodoo plex crackle pretty much anywhere uh let me just find the description a group of teenage girls summon an ancient man-eating shark after messing with the spirit board that washes up on the beach an occult specialist must enter the shark's realm to rid the world of sorry the the trailer's playing in the background (laughs) it's fucking (laughs) crazy (laughs) to rid the world of the deadly spirit ghost once and for all wow damn that is there anybody of any note in this movie it makes no, me think of, like I just got an ad from Hulu on a um, a movie called Slaughterhouse. Oh my Slaughter god, there's a House. 
There's a sequel. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, there's you've seen this? Then and it's then like a, also, a sloth is brought into a sorority house. Okay. There's also a movie called Shark Exorcist, but that has nothing to do with anything. Um, I disagree. But yeah. There is 2022 Ouija Shark 2 came out. I won't tell you the what happens. The uh, front cover is a city on fire with a tsunami wave and a boat kind of sideways in it. And above it is a giant shark that looks like it has ghost eyes fighting <laughs> an alligator. Someone saw so, Sharknado and said, I can do that. Yeah. So. Damn. Damn, they really, they really do love sharks. Mm -hmm. Like, just, I don't know who they is, but you know, just they. Yep. Um, so, Ouija's public image, sharks or no sharks, it's always been a complicated one. Okay, I can't get past this. Um, so, initially, this, quote, mysterious oracle was marketed as a game to, like, liven up a party and even encourage a little lighthearted intimacy for, like, romantics or mm. would-be couples. Um, in fact, couples are in, in the early advertisements were often the ones depicted as using these boards. Um, okay. They would have the board resting on their knees and they'd sit across from each other with both of their hands on the planchette. Ooh, and then they'd make out over it. Yeah, um <laughs> except still wholesomely because it was actually so normal that the famous illustrator norman rockwell we know him he's known for all of his depictions of like blissful 20th century american domesticity he actually did an illustration depicting a woman and a man with a ouija board on their knees communing with the dead really on the may 1st 1920 cover of the saturday evening post wow yeah all right um so yeah it was also weirdly used as like a chat gpt-esque tool for writers <laughs> Okay. Um, in 1916, this writer, Mrs. Pearl Curran, made headlines when she began publishing poems and stories that she claimed had been dictated to her by okay. a 17th century English author named Patience Worth, who made contact with her using the Ouija board and just Pearl Curran transcribed these works that patience worth said okay. workers and published them for her the next year curran's friend emily grant hutchings claimed that her book jap heron was actually communicated to her via ouija board by the late samuel clemens all right better known as mark twain oh okay so literal ghostwriter. yeah uh, less known is that the Ouija board's use as inspiration was done by other acclaimed novelists and poets and writers, such as Sylvia Plath, who wrote dialogue over a Ouija board, mm. and Pulitzer Prize winner James Merrill, who used notes from his Ouija, quote, consultations to write a 560-page epic poem, The Changing Light at Sandover, which contained messages from his long-lost friend, Maya Darren, uh, William Butler Yeats. Yeats. Okay. We, we know him. We studied him. We've heard of him. And Michael the Archangel. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
some some celebrity features on this yeah. 560 page poem. So with the popularity of TV and film rising, Hollywood then it starts including Ouija boards. And initially they took a, a pretty like positive, lighthearted turn or, or approach using okay. it uh, when referencing it. Uh, for example, a 1951 episode of I Love Lucy called The Seance depicts Lucy faking a seance in order to like get in good with a businessman in a non-sexual way because it's Lucy. Uh-huh. Um, episodes of Lost in Space, specifically the 1966 episode Ghost in Space, and of the Waltons, specifically Ghost, the Ghost Story in 1974, they used spirit boards as plot points as well, or talking boards, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1967, America saw more American troops being drafted and sent to Vietnam, and the counterculture Summer of Love in San Francisco... And the race riots in Newark, Detroit, Minneapolis, and Milwaukee. And at that point, Parker Brothers, who had been selling Ouija boards for about a year, like I said, a year, two million boards. Yeah. Correlation? I think yes. All right. It outsold Monopoly. I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Um, but in less than a decade, this relative innocent reputation of the Ouija board or at least at the very least it was seen as kind of like a non-partisan relationship between good and evil boom gone gone destroyed just Mm -hmm. became known as the sinister thing that we we see it as today and interestingly this stems from none other than the 1973 movie The Exorcist oh really I know like you wouldn't expect but it is and i'm trying to think we because we've talked about the exorcist on and off i think we've talked about um cursed movie sets that was episode 84 i think we've talked about it then um we've talked about we've talked about the exorcist a few times yeah but basically in the movie linda blair's character reagan explains to her mom who is played by the queen ellen burston um how she had used the family's Ouija board to meet and ask questions to this demon who eventually possesses her named Captain Howdy. And okay. with that, the the cult horror film cemented the board's occult status. Mm-hmm. So a movie about a girl who's possessed by a demon after she's played with a Ouija board is scary enough. But the claim that it was based on a true story which is debatable at best scared the fuck out of people and so all of a sudden they started fearing hell it's also a time when everyone is already on edge because of the wake of the manson family's killing spree in the late 60s which was very ritualistic and there was satan references involved the rise of serial killers including the zodiac killer and the alphabet killer both of whom used you guessed it, letters as a big part of their shtick. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. was also witnessing the beginnings of modern Satanism through Anton LaVey, who we talked about the Church of Satan in episode 92. He founded it in 1966. He wrote the Satanic Bible. All of these things we've talked about, but the responding spread of Christian fundamentalist ideas about witchy and evil cults where they're drinking blood of babies and 
pizzas are involved and it's just gotten worse over Mm -hmm. the years all of that kind of was starting at this time too so the satanic panic came shortly after in the 1980s after a group of california kids told their community that their school was a cesspool of like sex work and rape and satanic activities and shit so these unproven allegations led to yet another wave of fear among the American public, and suddenly everybody forgets about the Ouija board's relatively pure history and deems it a, a tool for evil and demon shit. So soon, anything that could even be remotely associated with Satanism, the occult, and the Ouija board became evil, and that includes like Dungeons and Dragons, certain kinds of music. Uh, we all saw it in fucking Stranger Things, how this all yeah. came to be. So naturally, though, this made the Ouija board more interesting to rebellious kids who would then use them in secret for like a scare, like a thrill. Yeah, it was was more like a dare thing at that point. Yes. It was at sleepovers, you know. So then Parker Brothers and then later Hasbro, because they acquired Parker Brothers in 1991 and kept up the Ouija board sales. Um, they still managed to sell hundreds of thousands of them, but the reason why people were buying it changed a lot because now they are spooky rather than spiritual. They're, they've got this like dangerous thing about them. Uh-huh. Um, so the Ouija board continued to make appearances in film and TV and music as a harbinger of evil and a valuable plot device. And it really just cemented itself as a vital part of pop culture history um in 1989 for example morrissey released a controversial single called ouija board ouija board which the lyrics the music video the whole thing kind of just like mockingly like toyed with the idea of supernaturally contacting dead people um Mm -hmm. because he's morrissey he's a pot stirrer like that's what people love about him yeah um in the 2000 movie with michelle pfeiffer what lies beneath um, the main character, Claire, uses a Ouija board to contact, um, like, a, a possibly, like, dead, missing neighbor, um, basically. And that movie, if you would like to watch it, it's also got Harrison Ford in it. I kind of buried the lead on that one. But to me, what matters is Michelle Pfeiffer, because have mm-hmm. you seen her? Um, no offense to Harrison Ford. I've seen him, too. But, you know. It's got a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, an 84% Google score, and a 47% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 58% audience score and the critics' consensus, quote, Robert Zemeckis is unable to salvage an uncompelling and unoriginal film. Robert Zemeckis, though. Uh, I'm, back to the future. Yeah, I'm like, but it's Robert Zemeckis. Like, come on. Well, come on. Some movies come back. Yeah. And then they're um, like, oh, wait, they're reassessed. They're actually Jennifer's body they was panned, too, you know? True. Um, so it's also popped up in multiple episodes of popular TV shows. Breaking Bad, Castle, like I've said, I Love Lucy, The Waltons, um, just Brain Games. It was on an episode of fucking Brain Games. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2007, though, Paranormal Activity took Ouija boards to new heights with their found footage use of it. Um they have this paranormal house guest that gains power from the board and who could be more scared than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie we've talked about too in various discussions of found footage films, 
but it has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, an 86% Google score, and an 83% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 57% audience score. And the critics consensus quote, using its low budget effects and mockumentary method to great result, Paranormal Activity turns a simple haunted house story into 90 minutes of relentless suspense, end quote. And I'm still too afraid to watch it. <laughs> and that one you can weirdly not get like you can you can't it's not free anywhere you've got to rent it still it's probably on like shutter or something it might be yeah um because like everything i was seeing it was all like oh you can rent it you can rent it and i'm like but what about what if i would like to buy like or uh, what if i would like to stream um you can't so far at least um then after this when the movie ouija was released in fall 2014 this was it this was the apex it massively boosted board sales um for those who don't know ouija it came out in 2014 like i said it got a uh 4.5 out of 10 on imdb a 78 percent google score and a 5% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes wow. with a 24% audience score. Audience score 24% with over 25,000 ratings. And the okay. critics' consensus, quote, slowly, steadily, although no one seems to be moving it in that direction, <laughs> the Ouija planchette points to a no end quote and it's in all caps no yeah i'm like oh someone got clever with this one um but even with that nevertheless it was like people went and saw it and it like i said sales boosted evangelical christian groups started circulating petitions demanding the ban of the ouija board Mm -hmm. um Catholic.com, a layperson-run Catholic apologetics slash evangelization website, describes the Ouija board as, quote, far from harmless, end quote. Meanwhile, the movie did so well at the box office that they made a prequel, Ouija, Origin of Evil. There's a colon in there, and that's how you know they're serious. And it quickly followed. They greenlit it pretty fast in 2016, is when it came out. And you can watch both of these Ouija movies on Netflix. Um, okay. But the second one, Origin of Evil, was far better received. It's got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, a 73% Google score, and an 83% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 57% audience score with over 10,000 ratings. And the critics' consensus, quote, Ouija Origin of Evil swerves its franchise's planchette unexpectedly to yes, with a surprisingly scary and dramatically satisfying follow-up to its lackluster predecessor. Interesting. Very rarely is the sequel much better. That's what I was going to say. I was like, weird, but okay. Um, And I love a good Ouija board pun. You You can't just, like, make me smile enough. And also, I think that um mike flanagan wrote and directed this film the second one the second the ouija origin of evil and the indicator for me was that kate siegel is in it who's his wife and frequent collaborator she was theo in haunting of hill house um she's been in so many of his works uh Uh henry thomas another frequent collaborator of flanagan is in it 
Um, we Elizabeth might be Reaser. talking about a Mike Flanagan thing. We might. Maybe. We maybe could be. Hmm. We could be. Who's, who's my, to say? I mean, and who's to say? Is this why it was so much better? Hmm. Probably. Planchette points to yes. Um, so outside of the of like movie theaters and TVs, outside of your screens, the following years saw the Ouija board denounced by more religious groups as it being Satan's preferred method of communication. Uh, in 2001, for example, it was being burned in bonfires in Alamogordo, New Mexico, alongside <sighs> copies of relax. Harry Potter and Disney's Snow White. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's what they're like conflating it with. Yeah. Christian religious groups are still like, they've always been wary of the board, but now they're really like into it and they cite scripture denouncing communication with spirits through mediums uh, catholic.com like i said like they were denouncing it and then in 2011 the 700 club club host uh pat robertson remember the 700 club you'd wake up at like yeah. 3 a.m and it would just be on yep. um pat robertson declared that demons can reach people through the board don't tempt in- me with a good time <laughs> <laughs> well is the demon cute like yeah, i want right? to know um in, in November 2014, 35 Bolivian students were hospitalized because they played with a Ouija board and all of a sudden were experiencing trances and sweating and rapid heartbeats. Um, mm-hmm. There have been stories of mass fainting. Yeah, they weren't doing anything possession. else while they That's were playing with the Ouija board. Say. Yeah, they weren't doing massive amounts of cocaine or anything. It wasn't the peyote. Um, no. So, yeah, there's, there's stories of mass faintings and all alleged, all alleged. Um, mass faintings, spirit possessions, demonic possessions in Mexico to do with this. And even within the paranormal community, Ouija boards have kind of gotten a, a dodgy reputation. Um, Merch even said that when he first started speaking at paranormal conventions, he was told to leave his antique Ouija boards at home because they were scaring people. <laughs> okay. Like, and I don't blame him. I, or I don't blame them. Like, I also would be like, yeah, you leave that shit at home. Um, but in recent years, Ouija boards have once again become popularized, driven in part by economic uncertainty and also like a wider acceptance of differences in spiritual beliefs, uh, fantasy RPGs, metal music, um, us people being not stuck being inside. Fucking, yeah, people not being fucking wimps. <laughs> no, I'm a fucking wimp. There's even apps. There's Ouija apps. Is there really? That's hilarious. Yes. Of course there is. Um, I don't, even, wa- I don't topic- even know why I asked. Hot Topic sold Ouija board themed underwear sets. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And again, I went to a Hot Topic recently. So much more anime than it used to be. Yeah. It used to be band shirts and stuff. There. It's now a lot of anime. It's, it's a lot of anime. Yeah. Um, I'm not nearly as afraid to go in them as I was when I was a wee babe. Um, in 2013, Hasbro also released a more quote unquote mystical version of Ouija boards and replaced its glow in the dark version which is the one that my mother gave me. Uh, But for purists, it also licensed the rights to make a quote-unquote classic version to another company. Uh, Ouija boards also remained in more recent public consciousness as stories about demonic possession continued to thrive. In 2015, there was a hysteria over a viral video game called Charlie Charlie, in which which, uh, players created a makeshift version of a Ouija board with yes and no on a piece of paper. But instead, it's not a video game. It's a real game. I don't know why I'm saying this. Um, 
but I'm thinking about the apps is what it is. Yeah. Um, but instead of a planchette, they used two pencils okay. um, to supposedly chat with a demonic spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Ouija board even made an appearance in HBO's 2020 series, Justice for This Series, Lovecraft Country, which takes place back in 1955 during like pre-Satanic Panic and Exorcist times. Uh, basically a group of teens get together and there's some sinister foreshadowing while playing with the board in a basement and it's a small scene but it speaks to the Ouija board's firm place in pop culture as a vehicle for scary plot devices Mm -hmm. and for those who don't know Lovecraft Country we love it we stand I don't understand why it was canceled I'm still mad about it but if you want to watch it canceled all good things are canceled um, if you have HBO Max, you can watch it wherever you get your HBO Max, even though it's like Max now, but that's stupid. If you okay. don't, though, you can watch it on Tubi. Um, it is free on Tubi. And it has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, an 87% Google score, and an 88% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 64% audience score. And the critics' consensus is, quote, Anchored by Journey Smollett-Bell and Jonathan Majors' heroic performances, Misha Green's Lovecraft Country is a thrilling take on Lovecraftian lore that proves the Elder Gods aren't the only thing that goes bump in the cosmos. End quote. It's ten episodes. It's got Courtney B. Vance. It's got the late Michael Kenneth Williams. May he rest in peace. Like, watch this movie. Or watch this series. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's very well done. You'll be mad that they canceled it. Um, But, yeah... It's also a, it's also featured in Netflix's 2022 Halloween movie. So like it's last it does like the Halloween movies every year. Last year's one of the movies. It's The Curse of Bridge Hollow. It's that Marlon Wayans movie that's also got mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. little girl from Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, his his little sister. Um, her name her the actress's name is Priya Ferguson. I don't recall who she who she plays what the what the little girl's name is i just know that i love her because she's got a fucking mouth on her yeah. um and we stand we stand young girls who are sassy but this movie features a ouija board where it's it's kind of like looked at through like a horror comedy modern sort of pov um in it sydney which is Priya Ferguson's character, she uses the board to contact a spirit that is allegedly haunting her creaky-ass home. Mm -hmm. And that she does. And this movie, like I said, you can watch it on Netflix, but it's got a five and a half out of 10 on IMDb, an 81% Google score, and a 46% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 54% audience score. Um... But, like, it's a Wayans movie. So, you know, if you like their stuff, like, it's like Adam Sandler. People give him a a shit, like, review a lot of the time, too. That doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just sometimes they associate it with, I happen to think they're funny. Um, A movie doesn't have to be Oscar-worthy to be good. Exactly. And that's something that we need to become more accepting of. But, yeah. Next, finally, I'm going to close it out with the question. Do Ouija boards work? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I've only 
used one like a couple of times and it's like it kind of depends on the people you're using it with like mm. it because they'll they'll always be like one person in the group that's like actually moving it yeah and like yeah and like kind of fucking with people so i don't know i don't know well wow. i've heard a lot of stories but i've never had a personal thing happen with a ouija board yeah um like a, like you know truth in advertising man Mm-hmm. It's a rarity. It's kind of an oxymoron. I will say, though, that many people do believe it can be a source of enlightenment and connection, um, but perhaps dangerous if used with the wrong intention. Uh, some still use it today as a way to contact their deceased loved ones and ancestors or find answers from the other side. Even psychologists, though, believe that it might offer a link between the known and the unknown. Mm. In fact, modern research indicates that it actually does work. Really? Mm-hmm. Just not okay. in the way that you might think. So Dr. Sidney Fells, he is a professor of electrical and computer engineering at the University of Brit- British Columbia. And at a Halloween party, with graduate students, he brought out the Ouija board and many of them were not from around here and are like from North America. They weren't familiar with how the board worked. They thought it actually required batteries, oh my which God. I thought was cute. Yeah. Um, but so he later told Baltimore Magazine, quote, no, you don't need batteries. It will move. I told them. I gave them some mystical explanation tied into Halloween and they had a good laugh, end quote. But lo and behold, when Dr. Fells came back later, the grad students were amazed, just totally captivated because the planchette was moving on its own, just like my garage door is closing on its own. If you can hear Mm -hmm. that, that's what it is. Or so it appeared. Because the mechanism at work was actually something known as the ideomotor effect. Ideometer effect? Ideomotor effect. Which refers to the influence of the unconscious mind on muscle movements. And this was actually, interestingly, first identified in 1852. So it preceded Sigmund Freud's theory of the unconscious mind by decades. It was Dr. William Benjamin Carpenter. William Benjamin Carpenter who discovered this. But this is also shortly, like, very closely linked to the time, either shortly before or shortly after, depending on my research, like, sources, Mm -hmm. when spiritualism came to be a thing. That it was discovered that, oh, there's this this ideomotor effect. So days after this Halloween party, Dr. Fells was still fascinated by the student's experience with this. And so he shared the story with his colleague, Dr. Ron Rensink, who is a psychology and computer science professor at UBC. And that got them talking about whether the board could serve as a tool to look at unconscious knowledge. So mm-hmm. Dr. Fells told Baltimore Magazine, quote, we didn't know if we'd find anything, but when we did, the results really surprised us, end quote. Mm. Yes. So... Participants in their study were asked to answer or guess at a set of challenging questions. When they answered these questions, 
they were right about 50% of the time. Okay. But when they responded while using the board, which the participants believed had the ability to, quote unquote, receive correct answers from another person teleconferencing via like a robot Ouija partner, uh-huh. they scored correctly upwards of 65% of the time. Wow. Uh-huh. And in actuality, this robot didn't exist. It was not responding to the video conferencing player, but actually subtly amplifying the study participants' tiny unconscious movements. Hmm. So Dr. Rensink told Baltimore Magazine, quote, it was significant how much better they did on these questions. If you don't think so, consider the difference playing roulette when the odds are 50-50 versus 65-35, end quote. Mm-hmm. So the implication of their research is that one's unconscious is actually much smarter and much more aware than anyone ever previously suspected, that it is capable of pulling up all these little bits of stored information that isn't accessible to our conscious minds. Okay. So as for whether or not that is a spiritual thing or a not spiritual thing, that is entirely based on what you believe, but... For people who identify as occultists or practice witchcraft, the general like belief slash attitude is that people, when you're using this board, just always be cautious, always be respectful, always use common sense, which is how we should be behaving in general. Yeah, um, to everyone. Board to or all no things. board. Yes. But regardless, just this is even a sentiment that is included in the board's official description which I will close with, quote, handle the Ouija board with respect and it won't disappoint you, end quote. Mm. And I am so respectful that I will never be touching this fucking thing because I also, I don't I don't like what my conscious mind has to offer me. I don't, don't even want to know what my unconscious there. mind, yeah, I don't yeah. want to know, okay? I've seen enough of my conscious mind to know that I need to be heavily medicated. So like my conscious mind can stay, or my unconscious mind can stay unconscious. All right. But yeah. wild interesting love it i know do you fuck with ouija boards let us know yeah let us know you can let us know on our facebook instagram twitter or message us or email us crimeculturepod at Mm gmail.com uh we can send you the link to our discord but only it's by invite only it's very exclusive um but yeah so just message us and we will get you the link we have fun there uh, we do spoiler alerts, share good news with each other, share photos of our pets and recommendations and stuff like that. I just shared um, photos of the weird spooky shit that my sun catcher did with the eclipse over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was wild. I didn't get to see the eclipse because it was uh, raining here. And but. because it was uh, not in your area. It was going to be partial in our area. Oh, I see. Yeah, but not like the the full crazy. I thought that it was just West Coast because very rarely do we get something that's just ours. There's going to be another one in like April or something that's going to be pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This. That's right. Now that you say that, I think I remember reading that that it's like the last one of the year, but the next one is not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that is our Discord. If you're a part of our secret Satan gift exchange, Hell yeah. Um, get on it. Send out your stuff. Um we will be getting details for our Halloween live stream where we'll be opening our um 
Secret Satan gifts soon. That sound was my dishwasher being done. Okay, I was like, hello? <laughs> um, and I think that's it, right? I, yes. I can't think of... Oh, if you're a Patreon patron, hey, hey, babes. Um, we've got a request for some of you if you're at a certain oh, yes. tier. Yes, uh, usually, um, usually our patrons can um, vote on a patreon poll pick that we cover at the end of the month mm -hmm. but because it is spooktober we got to pre-plan all this shit so um we're doing something different so if you are a patron at that tier check out patreon and um let's see what's Participate going on if you dare yes um but other than that we will see you on thursday we will all right, bye. Bye. bye.